Welcome to this week's Leader's Guide for the Winter Quarter of Life Groups. This resource is provided to help you prepare and effectively lead your group. For your convenience, you can also download a written version of this guide under Leader Tools at northcoastchurch.com groups. So let's join Pastor Dave Enns now as he introduces this week's material. Greetings, leaders. Welcome to week number two of Life Groups. Hey, excited about this topic uh, that uh, we hit on this weekend with Larry, and I'm going to dive into that in just a minute because there is uh, some a few key things that you want to be thinking about as uh, you are talking about that, especially if you've got new people in your group. But before that, a couple things. What about week number two? Well, this is your first week. You're really diving into stuff. And if you had people that you missed last week and you went over to kind of, hey, here's what we want to get out of the group time, make sure you let them know really quickly, hey, we had a great time last week. Here's a couple things that we talked about. That's going to help orient them to what's going on. If you last week spent all your time eating and food, you didn't spend any time of like, hey, what do you want to get out of life group? Um, hey, here's how we want our discussions to go. We want to hear from everybody every time we meet. You want to take some time this week to do that. And again, you can date, well, that's not in the questions. Well, I think, again, it's just an important piece to help your group focus and orient. Again, leaders, our goal is never to answer all the questions. You know that. It's to hear from everyone and to help them to engage. And so, uh, again, you uh, lead and guide that in that way. Hey, a couple other things. You want to begin to talk about a so your social uh, options and or community service project with your group. It's a nine-week quarter, and so it's going to go by quickly. And again, a lot of you treat this the winter uh, and spring quarters like one. I, we totally get that and understand that. But you want to plan that social coming up for your group. And again, you can do it in the time that your group meets. I know that works highly effective for a lot of them. Our group, I think, is talking roller skating. Kind of crazy, I know. So we're going to skip a night, a meeting, and go to that. And so we will hopefully all survive and live from that. Hey, the other thing, if you're looking on the leader's guide, it's the Whitewater Vacation Adventure for Life Group Leaders and Hosts. Yes, that is you. So check out those details. My wife and I are leading that trip. It is, uh, it, it really is an awesome time. It is the same place our junior high ministries go to, but it ain't a junior high event. This is an adult one. So check it out and get signed up. We've already seen some people making that happen. Okay, now some of you are asking, what do we do if someone is not showing up? Well, go ahead and give them a call again. Hey, would love to have you know you couldn't make it the first week. Um, would love to have you come and join us. Now, we don't want to badger, but another call this week would be great. And if they're not getting back to you, um, please let us know when you submit your attendance of kind of what's going on there. And then, and again, if they don't get back to you, we don't guilt trip anyone. We know how that goes. And then after the third week, we'll take them off your roster just so we've got that set up uh, in the right way there. So again, just letting us know uh, when you submit your attendance that that keeps us up to date. And please be doing your attendance. If you don't, oh, we're going to bother you and annoy you. Just again, helps us to know how to care long term for the people in our church. Okay, well, let's go ahead and dive into this week's Homework Helps. Just uh, an incredible message from Larry, again, as we are diving into the book of John and just this whole idea of how do we reach 
and impact people for Jesus. And I just love this whole idea of just come and see. And Larry just did such a good job of breaking down all these stereotypes of what does it mean to be an evangelist. And I just want to say the gift of evangelism, of turning conversations to Jesus, there are people that are highly gifted at that and they can just do it automatically. Is everyone have that ability? Absolutely not. And I think that's what Larry was making plain and simple. And again, our goal is, is just invite them to church. Say, come, don't worry about how you articulate it. And so the homework this week is going to dive into that. Now, here's the special note, which I was alluding to in the beginning is we have people that don't know Jesus in our life groups. And so you want to be sensitive and aware of how your conversation goes with that. And I think the questions will lead us in such a way that you can be that. But you want to be aware of that too, uh, leaders, as you are uh, diving into this topic. If you have a group that's been together for a long time, you've hit on some of these themes in the past and even this idea of just share your story but again what i have found is it's here's a checkup how is that going how's it going where's it going in reaching our world um, because we are created to do good works in christ and it's not just to look good it's to live out the character of god which when we do that things just sync together in how we live and even in opposition but it also shows that character and it hold that whole idea, again, I think was so powerful about earning the right to be heard. Okay, well, let's go ahead and dive into the questions. First questions is, again, this is the get to know you questions. We always start light and fun. Tell us a little more about yourself. Good question to have everyone answer. Again, just have fun with it. What three words best describe you? And if you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? So have a good time. Go around the circle and and uh, answer those questions. Now, question two kind of helps you get a barometer for where your group is at on this topic. As followers of Jesus, we're called to live out his purpose and plan to reach others for him. What's your response? Check any that apply. Yes, yikes, what, and other? So other uh, questions there again, just to get a feel for that. And you might want to include that right away with question three. It says, this week we were given five things to keep in mind when we have the opportunity to share our story, which one was most important for you to hear? And this is really, this is a get to know you, but it's actually digging in a little bit more right on the top here. And again, I think those five were so powerful and this is going to help give you a feel for where your group is at. We've got the quick overview question there at the bottom. Next week, we'll be moving that more to the top. And again, you may want to say, is there anything else you want to hit on that may have automatically already come up in your group? And you might look at that and go, hey, we don't have time, or you want to dive into that. Again, leaders, you decide how you want to dive into that. Okay, you'll see that we have two digging deeper questions. And the first one is focusing on how do we continue to be effective or earn the right to be heard? It's following up that theme. The second question is focused on helping people to be able to tell their story. 
um, how to respond to see how God's working in their life. And again, you're going to decide where you want to go with that. Here's the first one. It says, followers of Jesus, God has given us a privilege to help others see who Jesus is. Isn't that amazing, leaders? I mean, it's an incredible thing that God has allowed us to do that. Our hope, but here's the deal is, our hope is to be effective, to live a life that earns the right to be heard. How do the following verses guide us in what in what kinds of uh, what kind of life looks like? That life looks like. As you read each passage, dot down anything that speaks to reaching and impacting others. Now, you can easily just read each passage and then say, hey, what did you guys jot down for this, these verses? And again, you want to be guiding your discussion in different directions. And you can go through the Corinthians passage, Colossians, and then John. Now, you, you can see in, in the note sheet, in the leader's guide, I've added a number of other questions that you can ask. And so you can decide if you want to dig in that way. In 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, it talks about becoming all things to all people so that you may win the more. In other words, that you may relate to them and get into their world. We've looked at this passage in the past. To me, it's just a foundational passage. I know how I live and or well, I try to live and to to understand. And and if you um you can also see I have uh, an option to look at the message translation in this. It's powerful. There's a link there. You can send that to everybody if you want if you want to read it. And uh, here's how it says how it mentions that First Corinthians passage. Even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, we've got freedom, right? I voluntarily I voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. Religious, non-religious, meticulous moralist, loose living immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message, meaning Jesus. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be on it. Isn't that powerful? So again, you might want to share that with your group in the midst of that, in, in the midst of your conversation. Here's an additional question. Hey, is there any situation or context that you find yourself in that um, which it could be at someone at work, friend group, school, whatever, that you need to work at understanding their world to relate and understand them. So there might be going, wow, I need to be doing this in this situation. And and part of me says, who are the people that make you most angry? Now, that doesn't approve wrongdoings, or I should say annoy you. And again, you can get into the whole world of different points and view in um, so many levels in our world that have people have strong values in another direction. But are you trying to understand them? Because you're not going to argue someone to your point of view or to follow Jesus It's your respect in caring and understanding their point of view and giving giving them value in the midst of that. That does not mean that you agree with them, but helping them think it through. I love this quote from Adam Grant. He says, the highest compliment from someone who disagrees with you is not your right. It's you made me think. Good arguments help us recognize complexity where we once saw simplicity. The ultimate purpose of debate is not to produce consensus, is to promote critical thinking. Now you're like, Dave, are you telling me to argue with something? No, 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 I'm not. I'm just telling you our goal isn't to, as Larry said, to focus on being right and then use lose the relationship. 
The goal is to understand where people are at and meet them where they're at. That's what we all want is people to understand us. And it's uh, that ability to step outside of our shoes and be able to engage people that uh, can really make a difference. Okay, I'm going a little long on that one. Colossians 4, 2 through 6, powerful passage about making an impact and putting things in perspective. There's some more specifics there. You can have your group, hey, let's list them all. Let's get all of these down there. What? Um, and then <laughs> the classic question is, okay, which one is the Spirit speaking to you about right now that you've got to remember you've got to do? Additional questions, what does it mean to let your conversation always be full of grace? You can ask, what does that not mean? Um, add Psalms 15.1 to that. Gentle answer turns away wrath. How does that fit into that? Does, that? does that show grace? What does it mean and not mean to make the most of every opportunity? I think, again, Larry talked about that. With some of us, we get like, oh, I've got to do everything i've got i can't miss an open door and suddenly what we're actually doing is closing doors by trying to make the most of that opportunity got a little paragraph down there too that talks about uh, the whole idea of full of grace and, and really what that means is being kind courteous and respectful and uh, again that tied very much in with that the first peter three fifteen passage so a number of questions there then john 13 uh, 34 through 35 just the classic we're called to love each other and it's by our love for one another that they will know our god's love through that so i would a question popped to me i'm like how do i evaluate my reputation how do what are those key things and then that can tie in with all of those about and then when should that matter or not matter when I think about my reputation? Because I'm not living to create a, um, I'm not just going to do things to make myself look good. Uh, but the goal is to reflect God's character. How do you balance that in the midst of that? How do I balance God's character in that? Could be another question to add. Again, another powerful verse is Philippians 2, 12 through 16 that you can add to that in context of this. So you see down at the bottom, the sub-question, choose a symbol below to indicate your reaction to what you wrote down in each verse. You may have already accomplished that when you read through those verses. This may have happened even without that happening. Or you read through them, you go, okay, let's go back. Which, what did you put an exclamation point on it and I don't want to forget it? Asterisk, that sounds challenging. And question, not sure what that means. And, and here's what they have. They may put all three on many of them. So again, that's going to help create discussion there. You want to have hear from everybody on that one. So again, you're engaging that because you might have some engaging more than others on that uh, first question. Okay, question two is we heard this weekend that a powerful way of telling your story is simply sharing how God has changed your life and how he is at work now. Of course, when we hear that, some of us may still get nervous and unsure what to say. Don't worry, that's why we're covering this. Now to help us be reminded of what God is, has done and is doing, read Titus 3, 3 through 8. Jot down what comes to mind about how God is at work in your life now. So again, people can get nervous about this topic and people might go, yeah, yeah, I am. You may want to ask and you've actually kind of had that answer from your first section. So we've set you up for that. Um, again, this Titus passage is powerful and it's what God has done, helps people all of a sudden, oh, okay, yeah, he saved me from this. Okay, this is that. You may want to add also 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 18 if you want to add a, a greater piece to that. 
talks about how we're a new creation, a ministry of reconciliation. When we live our life out for Jesus, that's it's helping it show we're living a forgiven life. And that's our motivation. And that's, again, that grace is tied in there. So what part of that passage catches your attention the most? You can have people, everybody respond to that. And then you have the, is there anything else you want to add to your story if someone asked? So you're having everybody share that, and then you want to include that last question there, but not require. So again, you want to be sensitive to people like, hey, I'm just not tuning into that. I don't even know Jesus yet. That may come up. And it's like, hey, we're so glad you're in process. We're so glad you're here. We're just here to love. And I think that's one, again, kind of the cold key question is, my goal is to be Jesus because it's how I'm created to be. It's how life works best. Not easiest, but best. And be able to live in out how we've been created. And I've got a little summary down there, thoughts to help you think through your story. Again, that helps people kind of put that uh, together. And again, you may or may not want to focus on that. I just have that for people. We've had that in the past, but most of the times, so what's interesting is I'm looking back, it's happened on while life groups have been in break. So I want to make sure you have that. And then we go have the taking it home section. Again, looking back at this week's message and study, what's most important for you to remember. Use this question to conclude your discussion if that didn't happen above. You may have already done that and, and wrapped up in that way. And then do you have any prayer requests regarding this weekend's message for you personally? And again, leaders, read through that. Your group may or may not pray together. You want to, We never require people to pray. You want to be super careful that if you have any new people, you want to make sure they understand how prayer is going. And I think a lot of groups need to review and go over. We pray one topic at a time. We pray more than once, and we keep our prayers simple and short. I continue to see this happen, and it shuts other people down when someone prays too long or they're not understanding that. And again, people may not feel comfortable. Again, it's public speaking is one of the most difficult things to do. And imagine speaking to God. So you want to be sensitive to your people in that. Thank you, leaders, for leading your group. Again, if you need help with anything, do not hesitate to contact your life group pastor and have a great second meeting.